0: Happy Monday, everyone, and welcome back to the We Know Fantasy Waiver Wire Wishlist. We're recording a bit, a little bit early today because the uh, 49ers game is on tonight, so I will not be recording during my normal time, but, uh, you know, looking forward to that. But uh, this week, I'm joined by Cody. Cody, how are you?
1: I'm doing great. How are you?
0: Uh, uh, doing just fine. Uh, you know, recently, we've been having a our contributors on here. I think this is your second time on the We Know Fantasy uh, Waiver Wire Wishlist, isn't it, Cody?
1: Yeah, that's right. I was on two weeks ago, uh the first time that we had a contributor on. So now I'm back.
0: All right, awesome, awesome. I know it's been a it was a little short uh, you know, sh- short notice on Cody's end of uh getting on here. So uh uh if if he is a little uh you know off his game, uh <laughs> don't hold it to him, you know. He won't be. He's he's a very good guy and you know one of our uh top guys here that we know fantasy brand. So uh before we kick things off, Cody, where do people find you on social media?
1: Uh you can find me on Twitter at MasterSmithers.
0: All right. Simple as that, guys. And remember, my name is Nate at, uh, and can be found on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook at We Know Fantasy. Uh, speaking of Cody, uh, check, our, check us out on uh, WeKnowFantasy.com. Cody uh, does a weekly player rankings on our website there. He, he goes very in-depth, includes, uh, you know, injury notes as well as... Um, Includes players that he likes, players he doesn't like, and pl- full player rankings. is very in depth. Check that out. Along with a you know great series by a lot of our other great contributors, uh, we have fancy basketball on there now, fancy hockey. A lot of great content, so check that out as well. Uh, every Wednesday, I'm back with Fancy Fro for the uh, We Know Fantasy Podcast, featuring the Fancy Fro, talking about the week that was, week in advance. Every Thursday, the We Know Fantasy Contributors Podcast is back with a group of our contributors, uh, different voice, different perspective, talking uh, you know talking fantasy football as well where, you know, you might catch Cody or some other voices. Uh, now we've been going, uh, you know, for a while on there. So a lot of the voices are familiar for, for you guys as well. Um, the uh, streamable defenses of the week article drops every uh, Tuesday night. So look forward to that tomorrow night. If you're checking this out on Monday, if this is t- uh, Tuesday night for you, or if this is a Tuesday for you, look for that tonight. Uh, and we're still looking for contributors. If you're a fancy football or a fancy hockey or a fancy basketball or fancy sports, nut in general, uh, come join us. We're looking for some contributors across the board across the spectrum, looking for writers, you know, podcasters, anything of that nature. So check us out uh, on social media and hit us up if you are looking to join us. So let's go over how we did last week. We had some great um, some great performances out of our uh, waiver wire pickups last week. I was joined last week by the fancy mechanic uh, Nick. Um, uh, together we had some great pickups. So let me run through those quicks our quarterbacks were Daniel Jones, who had 30.32 points against the Jets. Ryan Tannehill had 18.94 against the uh, Chiefs. Kareem Hunt had 14.4 against the Bills. Ronald Jones had 22.6 against Cardinals. Tony Pillard had negative 0.4 against the Vikings. Uh, Kalen Bellage had uh, 8.5 against the Colts. Zach Pascal had 4.6 against the Dolphins. Darius Slayton went absolutely bon- bonkers against the Jets had 34.1. Devontae Parker had 11.9 against the Colts. Nikhil Harry was on a bye. Noah Fong was a bye. And Jack Doyle had 13.4 points against <clears throat> Miami. Teams on a bye this week are the Green Bay Packers, the New York Giants, the Seattle Seahawks, and Tennessee Titans. And please note that all own percentages that we will mention on this podcast Were compiled from the time we did the research for this article. So if you're listening to this at a different uh, time, these uh, ownership or these ownership marks may differ from what we will reference. So uh, without further ado, let's hop into things. I'll kick things off. We'll start with our quarterbacks. Uh, As we go through this, we'll each offer a quarterback, two running backs, two receivers and a tight end. So there's a lot for, uh, you know, uh, to offer a lot of content to go through. So we'll kick it off, kick it off with our quarterbacks. I'll kick it off here. Sam Darnold, um, this is a guy I've been high on all season. I probably shouldn't have been a guy. I should probably stay away from, but somehow I keep coming back to this guy. He's owning 22% of Yahoo and 11.6% of ESPN leagues. So every time I, I, I I finally am like, okay, I need to let go of Sam Darnold. He finally has a good week. I, I draw myself back in. He had a good week, 230 yards and a touchdown against the Giants. Most importantly, did not throw an interception for the first time in four weeks. That is good. But next, uh his next four games he has Washington, Oakland, Cincinnati, and Miami. And these teams are the have allowed the twentieth, fourth, third, and seventh most fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks. So as long as, as Sam Darnold stops turning the ball over, which is a hard ask in his end, because before this game he had twelve interceptions in four games, which is absolutely crazy. But uh you know, at this point of the season, uh, quarterbacks are hard to come by. You know, with with the buys, everything. A lot, a lot of your, uh, you know, league mates have two on their rosters. So a lot of a lot of quarterbacks are hard to come by. Darnold has a very nice schedule for the rest of the season. If you're a Stafford owner or someone of that nature, you know, Jacoby Brissett, and you're trying to find yourself a streamer for the rest of the season, Sam Darnold has a nice schedule. You know. It's hard to trust him because of the history and because of what he has done in the past. But a, a good schedule here, you know, things are looking a little up, I guess you could say. But it's hard to put your eggs in the basket with Sam Darnold. But I'm going to say go out, pick yourself up, uh, Sam Darnold.
1: Yeah, I definitely like the Darnold pick here. Um, he kind of he's kind of a little bit to me in that like Jameis Winston territory. You know, he's a guy that you can stream and put out there, and he can get you decent points and a good matchup. But there's also the opportunity that he can kind of blow up in your face a little bit. You know, I streamed him two weeks ago against the Dolphins. He didn't really produce that well. And now last week against the Giants, he has a pretty nice game, that, like you said, the 230-yard game. So, I mean, I'm, I'm taking the risk with this upcoming schedule, you know, the, the soft upcoming schedule. He's at least worth a roster spot, even if you're stashing him on the bench. Maybe, you know, your starting quarterback ends up getting hurt and you need to have him. He's not the worst guy that you can have. So definitely like Darnold. But my quarterback that I have picked out this week is Ryan Tannehill. And I think this is the only repeat we're going to have from last week uh, that was on last week's uh, Waiver Wire podcast. But uh, Ryan Tannehill is owned in 21% of ESPN leagues and 33% of Yahoo leagues. He had his fourth consecutive week in the realm of, you know, the 18 to 20 fantasy point range. And I talked about him a little bit last week on the contributors podcast and kind of said, you know, this matchup with the chiefs, he's looking somewhere between the 17 to um, 20 point range. And he ended up with 18.9. So he's been consistently putting these numbers up. He's been comfortable in the Tennessee offense. Um, He was aided this week, kind of low in the passing yards, only 181. But he converted a two-point conversion. That gives you some extra points. He had 37 rushing yards, which gives you some extra points. And I'm not necessarily looking at this week as he's going to be on a bye this week. But when you look ahead to the playoffs, um, we have... He has Oakland, Houston, and New Orleans. And all three of those teams are a little bit soft uh, against uh, against the pass. So I definitely like Tannehill as maybe... You know, I, I feel like he has to be on rosters at this point. Four straight weeks of of putting up numbers, so I, I think you got to have Tan Hill. And if you want to start him in the upcoming weeks, he's definitely got some good matchups that you can take advantage of.
0: Yeah, not, not only are those you know some cushy matchups; those are matchups that should be high scoring. So they are going to force the you know the Tennessee offense to put some points up and you know playing from behind, where uh, Tannehill will will have to move the ball. And uh, it, it's weird to see this this team pretty much transform mid season going from Marcus Mariota to Ryan Tannehill where they kind of have to, they have to flip the script and, and, and change what they've been doing to go with Tannehill but whatever they they've they've done oh. has been working, and and they they've been without some of their better receivers. You know, Corey Davis is missing time and and, and things of that nature. But they're still producing, and it, it's weird to see. But um, before the season started, I said Ryan Tannehill is a better quarterback than Ryan, and Marcus Mariota, and it, it's proven here. But yeah, I've like uh, Ryan Tannehill. I've played him in a few leagues. He's been a DFS person for me, so love the pick here. Uh, not he's uh He's a, a repeat from last week, and we'll have I think one more repeat from from last week uh, later on this podcast. But yeah, uh, love Ryan Tannehill, and like Cody said, he's very consistent right now. And if you're getting a quarterback, you can consistently count on to
1: get 17 to 20 points each week. He has to be on a roster. Yeah, and he he won me a little bit of money this week in daily fantasy, so I uh, definitely a big fan of Ryan Tannehill and the way he's been playing right now. Uh, but go ahead and get right into running backs and my running back here is Darius Geis and he's barely on the fringe of being eligible here. You know, we try to go under 40% owned and he's 38% owned in ESPN, 37% in Yahoo. So definitely take a look, see if he's out there in your league. He's was activated from the IR. Um, He's coming back to a Redskins offense that really hasn't been that great. And, it's hard to tell if, if Adrian Peterson's going to relinquish a lot of work to Darius Geis. Um, you know, Geis is a guy that's played one game in 25 NFL games that he's been eligible for. So, with the Redskins only having one win, maybe they don't push it with Geis and maybe they try to take it easy on him. But I definitely want to stash him, definitely want to hold on to him. And if he does end up getting that work that AP's been getting, we'll see if he can capitalize. Uh, I know the offensive line in Washington hasn't really been that great, but like I said, Geis I think is worth a stash here, uh, especially this late in the year when it's getting tough to kind of get those running backs off waivers.
0: Yeah, not only that, the uh, Redskins announced that uh, Dwayne Haskins will be the quarterback for the rest of the season, so this inevitable youth movement has taken over, so maybe they'll you know finally make way of Adrian Peterson for Darius Geis and give him more touches, even though, you know, Adrian Peterson may outperform guys just to, you know, get the reps in there for guys, you know, because this is the, this is the running back that's the future. You know, Peterson is not the future of this team. So we, we know that, you know, Case Keaton may at this point in this, of his career point of the season may be a better quarterback than, than Dwayne Haskins, but, you know, this is the future of this team. So in a way, the youth movement, they may get Guys more involved, just, just in a the sense, they're going to get Haskins more involved for the rest of the season because this this season's pretty much a, wa- a wash, and they're pretty much going nowhere with it, so. Yeah, I'd so, like
1: to see it. I'd like yeah. to see that. You know, I have Guys Geis- stashed.
0: Yeah, we all we we all would. There was this guy was a he had a ton of hype going into the season. He was he was drafted high. There was a lot of anticipation for this guy. Even last year, everyone loved him coming out of college. They wanted to see it, and we just haven't been able to see. He's he's been decimated with injuries. You know, the torn ACL and then this injury this year, and he's finally able to come back. So, you know, we we want to see this guy. He's got a ton of talent. We know that. We just want to see him stay healthy and you know get some NFL touches. So my running back, my first run one at least, is uh Brian Hill, the Atlanta Falcons. So you went with the uh you know barely eligible mark with the forty percent owned. I'm gonna go with a you know, just barely owned mark. Uh Brian Hill's owning four percent of Yahoo and zero point seven percent of ESPN leagues. So he saw twenty carries against the Saints on Sunday, going for sixty one yards. So this may not sound fantastic, but if you think about it, the Saints have got have given up the 29th uh most fantasy points to opposing running backs. So that's that's you know, the so they've allowed the fourth least amount of fantasy points to oppose your running back. So that's that's very good defense where you know Brian Hill had this tw- had these 20 carries against opposed 61 yards, which is pretty good. Where Devontae Freeman only saw 10 carries, and now Freeman has this has this um foot sprain where he is getting an MIR MIR. MRI this week or today even to uh, see what the situation is, uh, the extent of this injury. Um, So as Freeman continues to struggle, he has this now lingering injury, this foot sprain. We'll see what that entails going forward, but I expect Brian Hill to be a part of this offense moving forward. He He's owned in a very little amount of league, so he should be ready available. So if you need running back help, if you're on that borderline possible, trying to make a, a playoff spot, go out, pick him up. He's crucial. Go out, get yourself Brian Hill right now.
1: Yeah, I agree. You know, with uh, like you were talking about Freeman being banged up and Edo Smith is banged up. So Brian Hill, definitely a guy that you want to have and you want to have on your bench in case those guys can't go and he's the number one guy in that backfield. But my second running back is Naeem Hines. He's owned in 29% of ESPN leagues and 18% of Yahoo leagues. He was kind of getting phased out of the offense a little bit. You know, he's behind Marlon Mack. And then you got Jordan Wilkins there as well. But Wilkins is dealing with a little bit of an ankle injury here. And that helped Hines get a couple extra touches this week. He he was able to get seven touches uh, in the game against the Dolphins. And it's unknown really at this point if Hoyer going to cont- or Brian Hoyer is going to continue being the quarterback for the Colts. But if he is, he really wasn't stretching the ball down the field very much. So, Hines would be a guy that could get a lot of work especially in the underneath passing game. So, I really think Hines is is maybe another guy that you could add here and just kind of keep on your bench. See what's going to happen. It, it's going to be tough for him to get a ton of touches behind Marlon Mack, but I like the idea of having Hines just in case something might happen to Mac, or or maybe the Colts get down and they use Hines in um, a role in the passing game.
0: Yeah, we we say this often. It's just at this point in the season, the running back value is so hard to find, and Hines is a guy who's out there often. And uh, like Cody just said, if Hoyer is to stay as a starting quarterback, um, Hines is the perfect guy there. He's a uh, you know he's not going to run the ball a ton but he's going to get that work in the passing game. So if you're in a PPR league, he's a, he's a running back for you, you know, gets, you know, gets, you know, say he gets five targets, catches five passes, you know, goes for 50 yards and a score, you know, there's 15, 15 points right there. So there's, there's a great, there's some value there, you know, put him on your bench. If you're in a, if you're in a pinch throw him into your flex spot or something of that nature. So, and you know, always a great ad, you know, he can have a good game for you as well. So here's my second quarterback or second running back for you guys uh JD McK- McKissick of the Detroit Lions he's owned 21% of Yahoo and 16% of ESPN League. So he's a guy who's been on this Waiver Wire Wishes podcast a few times, rightfully so. So after he had a 16-point game in week 9, he followed up with, with a 11-point game in week 10. Um he does most of his damage in the passing game. Um despite he, he did have a, a, a have a season high 10 carries last week against the the Bears. Um but he also had a season high in targets at 7 and receptions at 6 this this uh, backfield prior you know of course Kieran Johnson was the dominant you know presence there he went down with injury went to the IR then there was a, a ton of a ton of tans in the in the pot there you know people sort of phasing out with injuries more people hit the IR and then it came down to McK- McKissick and um Ty Johnson and Ty Johnson just wasn't getting it done so McKissick has stepped up to pretty much be the dominant role there um, so uh, we saw that Matthew Stafford did not play uh, this week. So if he is to miss more time, I think McKissick has uh, more value going forward because he's that underneath safety valve, safety blanket for the backup quarterback to pass the ball to, just as he was on Sunday. You know, seven targets, six receptions and, uh you know, didn't have many yards there. But PPR League six catches is six points. That's a uh, you know equivalent of rushing for 60 yards or catching for 60 yards. So, uh, you know this guy needs to be added. He's 20% owned in and Yahoo and 60% in ESPN leagues. He's dominating the Lions' backfield. Even if Stafford is to come back, you know that, that makes them a better football team. He's going to get uh, you know maybe less you know chances to catch the football, but there'll be more in space, uh, better passes, you know better chances to take him to the house. He had a receiving touchdown a week ago, so he's a guy I want on my team, and I have him in, in many leagues.
1: Yeah, I like McKissick, and uh, like you said, similar to Hines, this is a guy that catches the ball out of the backfield quite a bit and can add there. Uh, definitely, definitely big in PPR leagues. I like uh, having McKissick on the back end of my bench.
0: For sure, for sure. So here's the second repeat uh, from last week when uh, you know we had the discussion earlier about Ryan Tannehill. And that's Darius Slayton. Um, Nick brought him up last week before he had his you know, dominant game last week where he went for 34 fantasy points. Um, so I had to bring him up again because he's only owning 10% of Yahoo and 12.9% of ESPN leagues. Um, he saw 14 targets, 10 of them. He caught 10 of them and had 121 yards for two touchdowns. This is actually his second two-touchdown game in three weeks. He's quickly becoming Daniel Jones's go-to guy. Um and moving forward, he has a pretty good schedule. He's on a bye this week. He gets the Bears, which isn't the Bears' defense of the past. He gets the Packers, which uh, that defense has slowed down drastically from what it was to start the season. Then he gets the Eagles, Dolphins, and Washington just in time for the playoffs. So the Eagles, Dolphins, and Washingtons have given them the ninth, eighth, and nineteenth tw- most fantasy points to opposing wide receivers. That's great for you come uh, playoff time. And, uh, you know, you get the Eagles in Washington, which are, you know, NFC East uh, competitors, and those are games they want to win. Those are uh, NFC East games, which are always uh, up in the air, which are always great games, great competition. Never know what's going to happen to those games. Of course, Miami's mixed in there, which is, you know, should be a W, should be a, you could be a high scoring game. I know, you know, Miami is coming out of nowhere and, and won two games. But uh, yeah, Darius Slayton has more in his tank than what he has been doing. I think he has four or five double-digit scoring games already this season, putting on a show already. So he's only owning 10% of Yahoo and 12.9% of ESPN League. So he's owned in very little leagues. He's a must-add this week. You need to go out. You need to put a waiver wire. Pretty much, this needs to be your number one waiver priority this week, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, like you said, he's a touchdown machine right now. You know, he's got a couple of two touchdown games this year. Great matchups coming up. So uh, Slayton's a guy that I really look to have an impact down the stretch here for this Giants offense. So my first wide receiver I have is Auden Tate from Cincinnati Bengals, owned in 28% of ESPN leagues and 19% of Yahoo leagues. Um, Tate is a guy that's was dropped in a couple leagues this past week because of the news of AJ green, maybe coming back. Um, Green has a setback in practice. He ends up not playing. Uh, Tate's back in the rotation. Didn't have a huge game this week. I think he only had three catches for 36 yards or something like that. Uh, But he's been targeted at least six times in the last seven games. And if green's going to remain out, he has got great potential to put up numbers in the Cincinnati offense. Uh, like I said, he's seeing a ton of targets, so uh, you, you're always you always want that kind of volume on your roster and in your lineups. Um, and he's got a matchup against Oakland coming up this week, and we know the Oakland secondary is not very good. So, if AJ Green remains out, this is a guy that I'm considering even uh, as a flex play uh, coming into this week.
0: Yeah, it's sad to say, but I don't think A.J. Green may not even play this year. He keeps getting setback up to setback. He was a guy I was high on this season. You know, I thought he was new back up to week like seven, getting in there, getting involved. But, yeah, Auden Tate's been a surprise this year. You know, even as bad as the Bengals have been without winning a game, they've produced a lot of a lot of wide receiver t- uh, fantasy value for us this year. Um, but, yeah, Tate's been one of those guys who's been in and out of the waiver wire wish list. He's been a guy who's been in and out of the waiver wire. Period. You know, AJ Green possibly coming back. You know, he's been dropped, and then the Ryan Finley news with Andy Dalton being benched. So people dropped tape for that reason. But yeah, he's a guy, big body receiver, sure hands, uh, a guy that you know is going to get his targets and get his and get his chances, no matter who's slinging the football. My uh, second. Second wide receiver here is another guy I was hot on to start the season. That's James Washington, of the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's only 6% of the 18.3% of ESPN leagues. So this is something I didn't even know was happening. The Steelers have won four straight games. Um, and now they have the Browns, Bengals, and Browns again the next three games. Then they get the Cardinals. Um, that's four pretty good uh, matchups for wide receivers coming up. And Brown just went for six receptions, 90 yards, and a touchdown last week. And let's not forget that he and Mason Rudolph went to college together. So this, this is a, uh, you know, connection that's gone way back for a while. Uh, that's now, you know, in the NFL level, heating up as we've just seen last game, six receptions, nine yards and touchdown, uh, Steelers are getting hot. Mason Rudolph is back from that concussion. They're getting connection after connection. Now I like where this is going. Steelers have some confidence. They're not out of things yet. They have some pretty easy games coming forward. Uh, A lot of favorable secondaries to go up again, so I like James Washington. Uh, You know, defenses keep targeting Juju, keep trying to shut down Juju. This leaves James Washington open on the opposite side, so I think uh,
1: James Washington is a sneaky play and a sneaky grab in a lot of leagues. Yeah, I like James Washington, you know, especially since the Steelers parted ways with Dante Moncrief. Uh, Washington has seen extra targets there. Uh, I don't think he surpasses Deontay Johnson as the number two in the Steelers' offense yet, but the connection with Mason Rudolph can't be denied, and I think uh, in due time, that's going to be a lethal combo in Pittsburgh, uh, the James Washington and and Mason Rudolph combination. But my second wide receiver I have is Cole Beasley. He's owned in 26% of ESPN leagues and 32% of Yahoo leagues. Um, his three game touchdown streak was snapped last week, but he still had 74 receiving yards. He's second on the Bills in catches, second on the team in receiving yards, and I think he's second in targets as well um, on the season. Uh, and I think those all those numbers would be behind John Smokey Brown. So he's getting the volume. He's like I said, he's scoring touchdowns. He had a 74 yard game last week. Um, and he's a great plug-and-play this week with the Dolphins on the schedule. So I like a little Cole Beasley here. I think he should definitely be on rosters. And uh, like I said, the potential's there this week for sure to have another nice game.
0: Yeah, if you're a frequent flyer of the waiver wire wishlist or even the B-team series that I do, you know I've pleaded you guys to get him over the 40% mark so I didn't have to include this guy anymore because I've used him so many times in the B-team or I've included him so many times in the waiver wire wishlist. list. <coughs> Excuse me, because he's so good. He's he's the perfect, you know, flex play wide receiver three, you know, uh, PPR wide receiver because he gets so many targets. He's so sure-handed. He gets the touchdowns. You know, he's he's guaranteed to get the targets. You know, a few games where he's he's not see the targets, but I love Cole Beasley. I love his role in this offense. And every week he's he's available. He's only a quarter percent of uh, a quarter. Yes, he's only just a quarter of leagues. Always out there and always there for you guys to, to grab and plug into it, plug into your team. So at all times, Cole Beasley is pretty much out there for you guys to grab and play in a flex spot. So I'm sure I'm not sure why he's still out there and still available for you in, in less than 25% of leagues. But you know, go get yourself some Cole Beasley if you need yourself some a flex player wide receiver three, especially with the Dolphins on the schedule this week.
1: Absolutely. So I'll open the tight end segment here of the show. And I've got Irv Smith Jr. of the Minnesota Vikings. He's owned in only 7% of ESPN leagues and 2% of Yahoo leagues. Uh, he was tied for second on the team in targets against uh, the Cowboys this past week. He has 17 receptions on 21 targets in the last four games. And as long as Adam Thielen's out of lineup with a hamstring injury, Irv Smith Jr. is going to have a role on this offense. So I love what he's been able to produce. He's a guy that I was able to get my hands on in a couple dynasty leagues this year, and it's been paying off. So I I love me some Irv Smith Jr. right now. He's huge. He's huge. He's athletic, and he's been a great tight end option for Kirk Cousins here, especially with Thielen out of the equation.
0: Yeah, I have Irv Smith Jr. share in my dynasty league as well. I have Evan Ingram as my my main tight end, so with the injuries he's been facing this year, it's been nice to have Irv Smith Jr. as well. Um but my I'm gonna go with the uh, you know the veteran presence on the Minnesota Vikings, and that's Kyle Rudolph. He's owning 34% of 35.2% of ESPN league. So he scored uh three touchdowns in the last two games. And were you able to uh see that, you know, uh that one handed touchdown he he caught last night?
1: Yeah, I did see that. That was insane. That was impressive. Uh
0: but he's quickly becoming Kirk Cousins' go-to guy in the red zone. And just as you said, as long as uh Adam Thielen is out of the lineup. Kyle Rudolph is going to continue to be that guy in the red zone and continue to be that target for Kirk Cousins. Um, we don't know how much longer I don't going to be out. You know, this hamstring injury, it seems to be a week to week. I think they've been quoting him as he didn't practice at all last week. So that's kind of I won't say it's kind of promising that he's not going to play this week. But, uh, you know, not practicing at all will, it will entail that he may not play again this week. So. Uh, as far as you're going there, there, if he is not to play again, we have two great wire, uh, tight end options. Uh, you know, you could possibly stream this week. So uh, that's it for this week of the waiver wire wish list. Uh, again, Cody, thank you for coming on uh, with such short notice.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me.
0: And again, where can we find you on social media?
1: You can find me on Twitter at Master Smithers.
0: Remember, my name is Nate with We Know Fantasy. Can be found on Twitter. Facebook and Instagram at We Know Fantasy. Visit our website WeKnowFantasy.com, for some great content for fantasy football, fantasy basketball, and fantasy hockey. Remember, I'll be back on Wednesday for the We Know Fantasy podcast featuring the Fantasy Fro, uh, where we we'll talk about the week that was, week in advance, and all that uh, you know. Great content with the Fancy Fro. Uh, on Thursday, we'll be back with the We Know Fantasy Trippers podcast where a, a group of our great contributors will, you know, give you different perspective, different topics, and a lot of great stuff going on there. So be sure to check back for that. And uh, the Streamable Defense of the Week article will be out tomorrow or uh, today, depending on listening. It. it's Tuesday night when that drops. So, uh, again, guys, thank you for listening. Thank you, as always. Uh, until next week, we'll see you guys. See you guys later.